feel like sometimes life is really mental. Dude, that's actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> Even when you lose all hope, you go deeper than you've gone. Hold on till you can't no more. Over time, I've really realized how important it is to surround yourself with good people. Those are the people that are going to be there for you through everything. They're going to help you through everything. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Really Mental. I wanted to start it off with asking if you guys can follow, like, subscribe on all different platforms and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Really Mental Podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Lexi Jade, and we're going to be talking about relationships, social media, and self-doubt. We want you to know that no matter who you are, you're not alone. So, welcome to Really Mental. Getting straight into it, Will, I wanted to ask you, have you ever had a point where you feel like your relationships weren't serving you and weren't the right thing for you? So much. I mean, sometimes I speak about this actually quite a lot, especially recently. Relationships aren't obligations. And a song I just put out, I recently spoke about this. Sometimes we keep people around and maybe to a point they serve us. But there are times when we have to know when to step away from a relationship. I think a clear indicator is when if someone's thinking of you, texting you, hey, how are you going? No matter how busy they are, that shows that they're giving you some thought and priority. And those little like indicators are pretty important. I think for me, when I think of my transition, you know, from high school to sort of being in the real world, one thing I found hard was relationships. And throughout high school, I think that I always was sort of searching for my real true friends. I just didn't really have the right indicators or experiences to tell who they were. So when I left high school, I had a really tough time. I actually ended up pretty much changing my whole friendship circle. So when it comes to relationships and keeping friendships in check, I have had some experience with that. It is really tough to separate yourself from someone. And sometimes you do have to be pretty protective of your own space and sort of ruthless. Of course, you don't want to do things or say things which is going to hurt someone else. When it comes to you though, you have to make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people. So if that means deciding not to continue to talk to a person that is now no longer serving you, I would say do that. And that's been my experience. I'm very happy with the people I have in my life now. And I believe when you think about those things, you start to attract people who actually do respect you and do treat you right. And yeah, that's what I would say. And I definitely am excited to get into the conversation with Lexi Jade because I know that she has had some very interesting experiences when it comes to relationships and surrounding herself with the right people. So it's going to be a very interesting story that she's going to talk about and a conversation we're going to have. So make sure you stick around for that. Harry, how do you feel about relationships? I agree with everything you were saying, Will, and those experiences. The only thing I wanted to add on top of that to like tell everyone was people will come in and out of your life. It's kind of like mm. very fluid. Like you have to let people go and let people in. I think that when someone is meant to come into your life, that's when they're meant to, and that's when it serves you. And when yes. they're meant to exit your life, you'll see it will naturally happen where they are doing things that are so obvious to you that you need to get rid of them and you need to let them go. And I think that's something that I realized and is really important. Don't be afraid to let people in and don't be afraid to let people go. Yes, that's it. Be protective. And remember, relationships aren't an obligation. You do have a choice. So choose to spend your time wisely with people who are going to help you become the best version of yourself because life is short and it's important to remember. Okay, we're going to welcome Lexi Jade onto the Really Mental Show. Let's give her a big welcome. 
Hey everyone, we have a really mental show on the Amazon Amp app. We're going to be hosting live conversations with talented humans like you hear on the podcast here. Make sure you go follow us on the Amazon Amp app at Really Mental and we want you to know that no matter who you are, you're not alone. So hopefully we'll see you on Amazon Amp at 7pm PT, 10pm ET every Sunday. All right, see you then, beautiful human. Lexi, if you were to describe yourself and what you do, how would you describe yourself? Well, hi, I'm Lexi Jade. I am a singer-songwriter from LA. I make music and I am 19 years old. I'm very happy to be on this podcast with you guys. And I'm happy to be here and excited for this next hour of talking to you guys. That's pretty much the basics of who I am. Well, I have to say, you are a very talented musician. Thank you. And we're going to get into, you know, self-doubt, creativity, music today, everything that comes with being an artist. But I just yes. wanted to start off with, if you could describe your energy in three words, what would it be? Bubbly, confident, and loving. Those are three great words, I have to say. Have you been like that since you were a kid? I think so. For the most part, I'm kind of always been like that. My mom is also just a very like positive person and is always smiling and just always happy. I think I probably got it from her. It's hard for me to be mad or angry about anything, but I I do have like a bitch side to myself. I think we all do, but (laughs) most of the time it stays away and it hides in my body. So for the most part, it's not really bitch Lexi most of the time. (laughs) I have a couple of questions from that, but the first one that comes to mind is you're really bubbly and like happy and energetic and your music is sort of on the opposite end of that. It's reflective. I do think it is like bubbly in terms of, you know, you've got those really hitting drums and a really nice rhythm. When it comes to the writing though, do you feel like that's that other side of you coming out that you sort of maybe just sit on and wait till you're in the studio to let out? Yeah. I mean, I think for music, when I'm writing songs, it's very honest and real, real, and it's very vulnerable and it's very emotional, especially the new music I'm making is very emotional and it tells a story. And I think with the past music I've made, it's not all bubbly for sure. There's definitely some sad ones in there and there's definitely some raw emotion expressed in in my music. So I don't know. I feel like there definitely is a side of me that comes out when I am in the studio. It also just depends what kind of emotions I'm going through and what I'm feeling in the moment. Because I love to express everything in in my music. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that I'm able to do that. Where do you get your like inspiration from for like your songs? I would say everything, everything that happens in my life. Pretty much every song that I write, actually every song that I write comes from my heart and like comes from a real story, whether it's my friends or something I went through with a boy or like something I'm going through myself that I'm feeling. There's so many different things that goes on in my head, but it's, it's really all just comes from me. I noticed you've used the line a couple of times, maybe not the line, but the theme of people treating you like you're not good enough. Do you feel like you've sort of learned from that and like you're surrounding yourself now with better people? Totally. I mean, so I grew up in LA. So the people in LA are just, you know, I think a lot of times the LA culture kind of gets to people's heads. And it's not really the people that grew up in LA. I feel like it's the people that come to LA and especially a lot of people in the industry. I don't know. I feel like I've 
been used by a lot of people and I've experienced a lot of groups that kind of just bring you down. And over time, I've really realized how important it is to surround yourself with good people. Those are the people that are going to be there for you through everything. They're going to help you through everything. And I really, truly feel like I have found my core group of people over the years that will always be there and that bring me up no matter what and make me feel like amazing all the time. Even if I'm at my worst, they're always making me feel better. And I think that was really difficult in the beginning to experience that in LA because a lot of times people will only want one thing from you or how can I benefit off of you? How is this going to make me better? It's been an interesting time to kind of watch over all of that. Have you found that like separating yourself from that LA scene in a sense has helped you? Definitely. I feel like my mental health is a lot better and I feel like I'm just generally more happy. I think that you find yourself in certain moments, you know, the past few years where I just, I look back at pictures of myself and I'm like, wow, like the way I dressed or the way I like came off as a person and and the people that I was surrounding myself with tend to like bleed off onto you, if that makes sense. Um, So I, I definitely see a change in in the way I am, um, just in general, I'm a lot, I'm just a lot happier. It's a lot more pure energy instead of just like trying to fit in or trying to be a certain way because of people around you. Do you ever feel like when you go through situations of where people are trying to say, use your keep it surface level, do you ever doubt yourself or think, is it me? How do, how do you feel when that happens? I feel like no matter what happens, you're always going to doubt yourself in some type of way when you go through something, whether it's like losing friends or going through a boy experience or whatever it is, you kind of always doubt yourself no matter what. As I got older and kind of went through those things, I was like, oh, it's not me. Like it has nothing to do with me. Like this is kind of on that person. What are some like signs where you can see like that person doesn't have the best intentions for you? I think it's when you realize you're no longer like the better option or the first option. I think there's a lot of things where people kind of like talk to you to get to a certain place or to meet a certain person that you're friends with. I think there's just little things that happen where you can kind of be like, okay, so I see where their intention is. And it necessarily isn't meaning like, oh, they're using me or whatever. You just kind of know that it maybe isn't the most honest intention of being your real friend. I think you kind of just know. I don't think necessarily there's any signs. I think it's just more of, I'm a very big energy person and and I think I can kind of just get the energy off of someone. Yeah, I get that. When you were like with these people, what emotions were you feeling? The biggest thing being 15 and 16 and being in the industry and being LA, it was just more of like kind of changing for the worst. I feel like I went through a phase that was just like, I need to be perfect and I need to do this and I need to be here and this is more important and this and that. And I was like, whoa, like what is going on here? I was just like, this is not real. This is not reality. These people, this whole social media thing and all of this is, it's a bubble. And Thank God I had girlfriends who I've been friends with since like I was in sixth grade who popped my bubble when it needed to be popped because at that age when you're young and you're a teenager, you kind of, I don't know, especially being in LA, sometimes it gets to your head and I went through it way back then and learned my lesson. Thank God that also had to do with the people I was surrounding myself with. (laughs) So, 100%. I think it's interesting you mentioned it. I think generally a lot of people can relate to that because I feel that happens in high school too. I remember in high school, because it's so clicky again, it's like its own ecosystem. 
a good experience, I guess, to go through and, and develop that moral compass. Are you these days bringing many friends into your circle? If you could give a guide for people listening, what's like Lexi Jade doing in terms of keeping you know a close circle of people you can trust and who appreciate you? I think the whole friend thing has always been a hard thing for me in general because I am a social butterfly and I will be friends with anyone. I just love meeting new people. I definitely have like a close knit of friends that I've been friends with for a really long time that I just know will always be there. They're like family. They're my sisters. But I would just say, you know, like you have to like feel it out a little bit. You got to see who you can trust or you, you got to see the vibes, the energy before you like really, really let someone in. I feel very lucky to have good people around me and people that I can trust. Would you say your perspective and maturity now comes from like during high school or would you attribute it to your time in the entertainment industry as a musician? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like I have a very old soul. I feel like I grew up really fast in the sense I was always surrounded by older people. I learned things very quickly, whether it was friends, whether it was about myself. I've, I feel like I've always felt older than I actually am, especially, I guess, in the entertainment industry. I was 13, 14, worrying about my body and worrying about how I look and not feeling perfect, going through body dysmorphia at 13 years old and thinking that I'm fat and thinking all these things because I'm going into all these audition rooms where men are basically judging me. I went through that at such a young age. And I think that just kind of as I got older, it just, I always felt older. How did you get through that? Where's your headspace at now? Now I definitely am in a way better headspace, but still even there's times where I'm like, I can't even look in the mirror because I'm just like, why do I look like that? In reality, we're all beautiful in our own ways. And I wish everyone kind of just accepted that. One of my goals, I think, for next year as well is to kind of express that as much as I can. And I think also having a lot of young people following me and, you know, I'm guilty of it too. We all post our best pictures. We all post what we look best in. That's what our our reality is, unfortunately. But I would really like to kind of express more on how social media isn't isn't reality. And it's literally the 1%. Yeah. And I'm sure we could all say the same thing about, you know, we go through so many different things in life. God, there's so many people I know where I know they're going through so much shit. And then you see them on social media and you're like, you would not be able to tell a day that they were going through that. And that's why people are going through it. I mean, that's why people are going through body issues at such a young age. That's why people are having so many insecurities at such a young age. That's why everything's starting younger than it actually is. And I don't know. It's definitely a big part of my life that I've had to deal with. And I definitely think I've told myself after a while, I just like really told myself that I was beautiful. And no matter what, even if I had flaws and insecurities, no matter if I had a little belly fat or whatever it was, maybe my arms weren't like had some muscle or something and then they look bigger. Like I just, I keep having to tell myself because trust me, I don't think I'm perfect. I don't think anyone's perfect. And I still look at myself sometimes and I'm like, God, why do I look like that? Even when everyone tells you that you're not ugly or you shouldn't say that about yourself, you're like, thanks, but it doesn't help me. It doesn't help yeah. me out. <laughs> I just think people should talk about it more. Well, thank you for your honesty on that. And I can tell that you're really passionate about it. And it's awesome that you speak that honestly about it and openly about it. My question would be, and this is a completely different experience, but say 
for me, with having gone through depression, lots of anxiety, for me, it was really hard to reach out that first step to lean on someone. We all talk about finding that person, but taking that first step for me has been really challenging. What tips or advice would you give to people to really take that step and be like, hey, I'm going through this. I need help. Like, What does that process look like if you could um, give us some thoughts on that? Yeah. So I've always been the type of person to kind of just like have, I keep everything to myself, all my emotions. I had a very hard time expressing the way I felt. Thank God I have such amazing friends who always check up on me, but they always are like, Lexi, like you can talk to us. Like, just know we're here. Why won't you talk to us? Like, we're here to help you. And your friends are your real friends, even your mom and dad, like those are the people that are going to help you get through it. And at the end of the day, as much as you don't want to admit the imperfections, it's okay to admit the imperfections. It's, it's, it's okay to have anxiety and go through all these things. And it's only going to make you feel better when you can talk about it to somebody. That's why I think therapy is like such a beautiful thing. You might have this fear of being judged or you might have a fear of people telling you that you're wrong. But the real people around you that really are your true friends or your family, they're not going to judge you. They're they're there to listen. They're there to hear you and they're there to comfort you throughout through any of it. I'll always like express how I feel to my friends. And I have a few friends actually who I know might be going through something. I'll always make sure that I check up on them and always make sure that I'm like, hey, are you okay? How's everything doing? And even though I might know that they are going through something, I know they won't talk to me about it. I still make the effort. It's important to feel emotions. I've learned that a lot this year to feel the way you feel and to not hide it because if you hide it and just pretend that you're okay and move on in the long run, you're going to feel it 10 times harder than you were supposed to feel it. And I think that's when you start using substances or you're going through certain things, you try and hide the certain feeling that you're trying to get away from. So I think it's just better to kind of feel it. I think a lot of the topics and a lot of the things that young teens and young adults directly due to social media, the correlation is so strong for a lot of these things. Even like when you were talking about the loneliness we feel, we're the most connected we ever are as a generation, but we are the most loneliest that we have ever been as a generation. So fucking true. I mean, you look at like our grandparents who didn't have phones and they rode their bikes to each other every day and they're writing letters and they were so connected and so happy. You know, they had problems. Everyone has problems in every generation, but you, you don't see the problems that we have now. And I think there's so many pros and cons because it's like, thank God for having phones and thank God for having social media for so many things. But God, you're so right. It, it really is the stem. We are so connected yet so unconnected from each other. Such an interesting thought because I was saying this as well. And I said it one time to a creative director I was working with and she was like, but Will, if there wasn't social media, it'd be something else. She had a perspective, which I found really interesting and I'd never ever thought of, which was what if social media is just highlighting the things that already existed? And I want to throw that out there to see what both of you think. I think there's a point that she's making. I think it's hard to tell. You're not going to know what is and what isn't because there isn't something else. We don't have another version of the story that we can ever look at. So I think it's hard for me to exactly say if that's true or not. I think that's a valid point that she's making. I also do think that from talking to generations that are much older than me, they were just so much more in the present moment because they didn't have all these distractions. that They were able to actually genuinely spend time with people because they weren't having to worry about a phone call at three or like having someone text them or getting distracted by other things. They can, during their time with you, 
just spend time with you. And I think that's the thing that's really lacking in society now is this ability to live in the present moment and ability to just really spend time with people without worrying about, oh, I've got to put an Instagram story up. Oh, I need to take a photo of my food while we're at lunch. Oh, I need to take a selfie with this person because they have X amount of followers. And if they tag me and repost it, I'm going to get X amount of followers, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And all these different types of things that people are constantly always thinking about, which 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, weren't things because people weren't even considering that as a possibility. It's so fucked up. You know when you you sit at a dinner table with all your friends or you're all hanging out, you look around and everyone's on their phone. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. And you're like, why can't we all just sit here? Or you know what I've really noticed myself doing recently? I've really noticed myself trying to start a show and then I'll go on my phone the whole time. And I'm like, what happened to my attention span? Why can't I just sit and watch the fucking show? Why can't I just sit? Do you ever find yourself going on your phone, you pick up your phone and you're like, wait, what am I doing? Wait, I just did this. Why am I just opening my phone? I resonate with that because I recently released a project and a lot of it has been like, obviously you promo it a lot on Instagram and everything. And I've been opening my phone to go on Instagram to check, oh, who's been like mentioning me in the story and like who's liking the EP and stuff. But it's like, damn, it's just habitual, you know? I turn my notifications off emails because I would check it as soon as it came in. Is it that deal that we're waiting on? Like, you know, what's happening? So I do see that point. I don't know. What do you reckon, Lexi, about that theory that I mentioned before? There's always going to be another thing. First of all, there was like MySpace, right? And then there was Facebook and now there's Instagram. What's next? And then now there's TikTok. And now there's TikTok. What's next after that? By the time we all have kids, there's going to be something else. And it's going to be a whole nother thing. There's, There's so many things coming. And I think there's no way to really tell kind of what could have been, what could have happened, what would have been different. And I think there's obviously so many amazing things. I don't know about the whole social media thing and the Instagram and all of that. But at the same time, I think how we brought got brought into the whole, like we're so connected, the most connected we've ever been as a society, yet the least connected we've ever been ever in our entire lives. And that's something that we, we all need to, as a society kind of take note on, because if we keep getting older and keep doing the same things and, and growing the same habits, it's just going to become less connected. And I think that's that's going to suck. Because we're talking about social media and all these different things. We had a question from Luna Montana. I was texting her about um, how you were coming on. I love Luna Montana. Yeah, she wrote a question for you. Lexi, I know personally that it's hard for me when videos that I personally love are not received well by my audience or don't do good numbers. How do you deal with that when it comes to your music? Let's take a second. That's a big question. Luna Montana, look at you, baby girl. I love her so much. She's one of my best friends for life. I think for me, I've never really been the type where the whole like likes thing and getting a lot of, you know, attention from one thing has been very, it hasn't really overtook my brain mentally. I've never really been like that, but I do think with music, it's it's one of those things that is kind of scary when you do put it out there because you're like, 
oh, what if people don't like it? Or what if it doesn't get the attention I want it to get, you know? And there was moments, I think actually when I was younger, where I was like, oh, why aren't people commenting? Or why aren't my friends commenting on this? And why am I not getting this attention on this, you know? But as I got older, I was like, you know what? People are going to like what they like. And if they don't like it, then they don't like that. But if one person likes it, and if one person, if can change one person's life, especially with my music, I think that's all that matters. because. I think I've really tried to like find the mindset that not everyone is going to like everything you put out. Life isn't perfect. And I think it's so important to have that mindset that it's people are going to not like you. There are going to be people that hate you and there are going to be people that are mean to you and comment rude things and think that I'm an awful singer and they're going to think this and that. When I was younger, I think it affected me. But now I could honestly say it does not affect me at all. I think that's just also growing a, a, a confidence with myself, knowing that that's probably just a person that doesn't even know who I am. They might be 11 who's just commenting to get my attention. You really don't know. And also, a lot of people tend to put their insecurities out on other people. And I think that was another thing going through like girl drama and all that kind of stuff that I realized a lot. And I've kind of come to that point where I'm doing it because I love it. I'm making music because I love it. I'm not trying to get a certain thing from anyone. I'm releasing music that I want to release not to please the public. And you know, it's not going to please everyone. Just like there's some people that are not going to want to listen to my music and they're going to hate it. They're going to be like, oh, this girl sucks, you know, and that's going to happen. No one, it's not like I'm expecting everyone to be like, wow, this girl's amazing. She's so amazing. This girl is perfect, you know? I really don't know why I have that mindset or how I got to that point. Again, I think it was because I went through it at a really young age with starting social media and stuff like that. It's, I feel like it's really not normal to feel like that, but it should be normal. I want to touch on your music because you're very talented. My favorite songs that stand out, Oldest Teenager, Newberry Park, If I Really Love You. I love that uh, VHS like voice at the end. I'm just I'm just having ideas at the moment, Harry, but I think we have to make a really mental Spotify playlist because we have so many good musicians on. So let us know if you want us to do that. We should. You guys totally uh, should do that. Those songs would definitely be on it. Can you tell us about your journey becoming an artist? Yes, I totally can. Um, and I'm so happy you love those songs because I those are some of my favorites as well. Okay, so I started writing songs when I was like seven years old, eight years old and fell in love with writing. I kind of stopped for a while, did musical theater, fell in love with acting, singing, performing all in one. As I got older and started maturing and going through life experiences, I started to write about it. I would just write certain things in my notes and voice memo melodies. And I was like, one day I was just like, wow, did I just write a song? Wait, what am I doing? Writing these poems? Like, am I writing music? And so I started releasing music. Beginning of 2019, I released two songs. They were so not the vibe now. I deleted them off my platform. They're very bubblegum pop. At the end of 2019, I wrote If I Really Love You with this guy named Danny Spadero, who him and I write a ton of songs together. And I came home that night after writing that. I was like, this is it. I found my voice. This is the type of music I want to make. This is the type of storytelling I want to do, everything. Like, this is it. This is the moment. Like, this is where I'm finally going to go on this path in music. So I released it in 2020, and then COVID happened. I met my manager in 
March. And literally the second I met him, he over Zoom, by the way, I met everyone on Zoom. And I was like, I I think I like this guy. So I'm going to give him a trial. His name's Zachary. Shout out to Zach. Shout out to Very Rare Management who manages me. He put me in a Zoom session every single day of 2020. I had to learn how to record my own vocals and I had to record how to send a balance and I had to get a microphone and headphones and figure out how to set that up. And I started learning how to play guitar. And it was really just a year of making so many songs and being so committed. After having tons of songs in my belt, I signed with the label in December. I signed with APG, who has just been the most amazing experience in my life. Then 2021 hit and I started releasing music. I released a collab with Goody Grace and Cigarettes After Sex, which was like really sick and so surreal to be doing that. And then I released Newberry Park and a few singles. And then my first ever EP in July called A Teenage Diary, which was so awesome. And it just like the coolest moment ever to finally release a project that I'd been working on for so long in the world. Now I'm here and writing so much. And then I went through a breakup and uh, now I'm writing a heartbreak album. I think it's a blessing. I really truly am think it's the best thing he probably could have ever done. I really do think it's going to be a great little chapter. Similar to you, I went through a breakup in 2021, first ever girlfriend, quite similar to your stories. I think that as soon as post breakup, a lot of positive things started happening to me. I was going to ask, after going through that relationship, how has your perspective on relationships changed, obviously in a romantic setting? One of the things I told myself when this all ended, I I told myself, I said, Lexi, you're not going to change the way you were because not to be cocky, but I was fucking amazing and amazing in this relationship. And it was not me that caused this. It was all him. I feel like I can kind of point out red flags now. It's really weird. I like kind of see red flags right away. I'm like, mm, that's something I'm going to know. Whereas before I didn't see any red flags. I learned a lot of lessons coming out of this. I learned not to lose yourself in someone and how important it is to keep your own life. I think every person that comes into your life, whether it's a friendship or a relationship, is there to teach you things about yourself and teach you things about what you do and don't want in life. I want to go into a bit of dating thoughts, dating advice. Let's do it. Okay, let's throw a scenario out there. Okay, so I recently went on a date. It was a first date. You know, an important thing for me is like, Thinking of other people, I want that to be mutually happening. So them to think of me. I do it with friends. And so one thing that I've experienced is that we'll go on dates. And I don't know if it's like this tradition or like, am I missing something? But like, I feel like the people that I've been going on dates with, like, will wait for me to make the first move every time. They will think of me at certain times. But in terms of the whole dating thing, they will wait for me to set things up or like, they'll be like, I would love to maybe go on a date sometime again. Like maybe though. And I'm like, can you just tell me like how you feel and do and and set up one thing as well? Because like we're both the same amount of busy. Am I being crazy or like what's happening with that, Lexi? No, I don't think you're crazy. I think it's a, I think a lot of the times girls think it's always the the guy's first move for everything. And I think that's just a natural thing girls kind of feel I think you'll find a right person that'll ask you on a date. I think a lot of the times, like, for instance, there's some guys where I don't ask to go on another date or I don't text first, maybe because I'm not as interested. And or I think a lot when I think something is getting too serious or or too, uh, I don't know, I just I'm not really ready for that yet. 
a lot of girls also get really nervous sometimes. From a girl's perspective, though, I think like in your situation, how many dates have you been on? This has happened twice. The other girl, we'd been out three times, just like hanging out, just dinner. I want to get to know her and stuff. And like, we definitely clicked, like we would FaceTime and when I was away and stuff. But because it's been such a busy week, my thought is like, you know, we're all busy. It's not the top thing on my mind. I'm trying to... I think she's probably also just waiting for you to text her. Honestly, it's okay. I feel like also guys and girls forget that you're allowed to like talk to other people. Like that's the whole point of dating, kind of seeing who you like, who you don't like. It's the whole point. And I think honestly, if the girl doesn't respond again and again, she's probably not as interested as whatever. But then when you stop texting her, then she's going to text you and it's going to be this whole battle. And it's like, okay, well. I want to meet more people that are are making that move. I appreciate that about you then, Lexi. That's awesome. Oi, Will, go on Bumble. That's where all the girls match first. No, Raya, no Bumble. There is a real fantasy around dating apps too like let's be real most of the conversations you have the one percent where you're going on the dates and these guys are opening the doors for you maybe they're paying for the food a lot of the conversations like hey hey and then like it just ends that's it honestly i'll be completely honest with you i don't believe in dating apps i think it's great you get to like know a person this is my dream okay maybe i just watch too many rom-coms but i'm in new york it's snowing outside you know, you have your bundled up in your scarf. You run into this random bar because it's snowing. It's way too cold. It's playing Christmas music. And you sit down, you sit down at the bar. This guy comes up to me. He asked to buy me a drink. And then boom, we get married. If I'm going to meet a person, it's going to, I'm going to meet them in person or I'm going to like know of them online or something. And then we're going to meet. I feel like the whole dating app thing, it scares me. Like it's nice. There are some people that I've found on there that are really sweet. Like we have now, like, social media relationships where we like watch each other's stuff and and all that but it never goes anywhere with any of that you know I think it's fun to like you meet someone out and you're like not expecting it and then you just meet them and you like click and there you go if you were to work on one part of your mental health right now what would that be being happy with myself overall I think I think loving myself every part of myself Knowing that it's okay to be alone, I think after also going through a breakup and when you're codependent on somebody and then you kind of just go to yourself, I think working on just focusing on myself, I think that's mentally like that's my biggest thing right now that I've just been working on a lot. Yeah. Just loving myself. Amazing. In all all shapes and sizes and ways. Well, Lexi, it has been an eventful. It's been uh, informative. I feel like we've learned a lot about, about you. I really appreciate your vulnerability as a person. And I think it's a really important message that you're you're sharing. You know, I wish more people spoke about it. The fact that you are though is a credit to you as a person. We do recommend you go check out Lexi Jade's songs. They're really good. Thanks, Lexi. That was a really cool chat we had with Lexi. Each time we have a different guest on Really Mental, I feel as though we take out a slightly different perspective. And I almost feel like we could ask the same type of questions and get to completely different places. I want to kick it to you, Harry. What's something that you took away from this episode with Lexi? I think the biggest thing that I took away was the fact that we're the most connected we've ever been with social media, but the least connected because of the lack of presence that everyone has when we're with our friends and stuff, 
Like we're always on our phones. We're not just putting it away and sitting face to face and just chatting and saying, how are you going? How's your day been? What have you been up to? You know what I mean? There's always this kind of like barrier, which is now the internet and social media and our phones and technology. And I think that even we see like our grandparents and our parents' generations, like they were so much less connected, but so much more connected in a sense. And I think that bringing it back and for our generation to really just take a break from social media and take a break from their phone and actually really be present with their friends is really important for their relationships. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, we spoke about this on TV a bit back and we said how social media could be such a good place for reaching out and making someone's day. Sometimes though it feels like it's more of a highlight reel and is used for the opposite. So I hope we can build to a world where we're more real with our emotions, which is what we're trying to do with Really Mental. It's also what Lexi's doing by sharing her story and what she's been through. I think that it's really encouraging and just, I really hope that we can see more of that. And that's sort of what I took away from this conversation. It could be as simple as posting a story or maybe messaging a friend and just being honest with them and saying, you know, this is what's going great. This is what I am struggling with. Even in doing that, I'm sure that you will inspire someone to have a real conversation with someone else. So we just want to thank you for being here, for listening, for existing. We love and appreciate you. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe to us and follow us. Rate this five stars. If you're listening on a streaming platform, please make sure to join us next week as we are talking to the incredible musician, JP Sachs. We're very excited for that. And just remember, follow us and tell us your story on social media at Really Mental Podcast. We'd love to hear from you and hear how these conversations are impacting your life. All right. Thank you, beautiful human. Have an incredible week. See you next time. Even when you lose all hope, you go deeper than you've gone. Hold on till you can't no more. If you guys are struggling, Will and I aren't like professionals in this field. We're just telling our experiences through stories and kind of just sharing what we've been through. But if you are really struggling, we do highly suggest going to see a therapist and professional help because they will be the ones that can really help you in your situation. Yeah, of course. Feel free to share your stories with us and DM us. We want to know what you're going through, but make sure you take the time to speak to a professional because that's going to give you the most help. That said, we hope that these stories and the people we've spoken to can really help you on your journey to finding that right person, whether it's a therapist or that friend to talk to about it. Make sure you take the time to do that.